Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in Discovery. I'm Colin Parker. Psst. Psst. Alex. Alex. Alex? Oh. Oh, would, would, would you look at that? I'm actually... Huh. I'm, I'm actually on my, on my own on this one. Um, as it turns out, this is the last episode that we have coming out before Alex gets married this weekend. So I figured that, um, you know, I would just sort of give him the time that he needs, since obviously uh, there's a lot to be done when that sort of situation is at hand. Um, so we're going to do one last quote-unquote pre-recorded. Obviously, these things are always pre-recorded, but I mean, you know, this is something that we're running an interview from a little while back um, and then putting that here. So, uh, before we jump into that, let's just real quick do a tiny bit of house cleaning here because, um, like I said, once this episode, after this episode, we will be jumping back into our regular scheduled programming of us sitting down and, you know, discussing what we can do to be named in a future Forbes 30 under 30. Um, but, uh, for this week, you know, I, I almost skipped this week just to be like, hey, Alex is getting married, so we're going to take a week off. Um, but then... I realized that today, the day that this episode airs, actually marks the one-year anniversary since I sat down with my college professor at Loyola University, New Orleans. I sat down with Billy O'Connell, and we were discussing sort of what is my, you know, three- to five-year plan. And in that meeting, I said, I want to be a Forbes 30 under 30. And he was like, fantastic. I love it. Let's run with it. Let's do this. Right? Um, and so that was sort of what sort of ended up sparking, um, a little over a month later, the, well, actually only about a week or so later, we started the prep work for this show and then we launched in October. Um, but I felt like considering this is, uh, the one year anniversary of that day, I figured that it was sort of important to, uh, to have an episode and to discuss that super quickly before we jump into everything. Um, this has been a really interesting journey, not to make a joke on our name, but, uh, it really has been a fun, a, a fun thing to do. And it really has actually opened both of us up to, uh, certain ideas. And we've done a lot of discussion outside of episodes. Like when we were done, um, we've sort of kind of briefly re-summarized a lot of some of the stuff and discussed sort of, you know, what we would like to work on next, not just, you know, for this show, but in our lives, in our personal lives, rather, um, and careers. And this was also important because this whole situation, right, where I first sat down and kind of came up with this plan, and then I, you know, only a couple hours later, brought it to Alex and the rest of the lads, right? I went into that group chat and was like, doo, 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 doo. hey, let me talk to you about this meeting that I just had. Um, if, if I hadn't had that meeting... And then subsequently had the idea for this podcast with Alex um, kind of erupt from that. We probably, we probably wouldn't have a podcast network um, for multiple reasons. One, I probably would not have gotten involved with Mimbim Bambino Podcasters, which is a fantastic uh, Facebook group. If you are a podcaster and you are a fan of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Please join us. Just type in M B M B A M B I N O podcasters um, and uh, just answer the three quick questions. Um, I promise they're super easy to answer. It's just a little bit of like to make sure that 
you are a My Brother, My Brother and Me fan and that, you know, you have some sort of interest in podcasting, whether it's that you love listening to them and you want to find new shows, you want to start one, you already have one, etc. Um, and I, I probably wouldn't have joined that group. I wouldn't have been in sort of the foundation makings of that group. Um, and then, of course, linking over to we never would have had the discussion of I want to start a podcast network. Um, because by being in this project here, Journey Under 30, and in that Facebook group, that sort of put both of us in this mental idea of, this is something that we want to do a lot more of. Um, I've always had a, a very strong passion and love for podcasting, but I never realized just how, well, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but just how good I was at it. Um, but also how much we loved working with this. I guess I shouldn't say just how good I am. Alex is also very good at it. But, you know, um, I'm currently the only one here. <laughs> so I can kind of only speak for myself on that front, but um, about how much I love this sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was a discussion of how, how do we start a podcast network? How do we do this? How do we expand what we do now? Um, and... Between those two things, the the Facebook group and this, that's how we met people like the Reeds, who are on Spooky Spouses, who we took over for during the um, during the great switcheroo of 2018, or how we met Morgan and Thomas, who took over our show during the great switcheroo, or how we met the Nelson sisters, who run Historical Hotties, or Sam Grezes, who is on both uh, State Your Case and Intentional Sounding. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, this is how we all met. This is how we did our thing. And this is how Myth Takes also kind of came into being. Uh, that's a show that probably wouldn't have happened if we hadn't all been McElroy fans and interested in podcasting. So everything sort of comes full circle. And so I thought today was a kind of important episode. And also because a week from today, uh, there is going, it would be the one year anniversary of when I came up with the idea for having a podcast related to the, th uh, to the subject of becoming a 30 under 30. And of course, pitching it to Alex and saying, Hey, uh, would you like to be my co-host? Would you like to do this show with me? Um, because I didn't want to do it alone. And, uh, also I think Alex has a lot of really great ideas. And I think Alex also is someone who has a career that is on the rise and something, you know, that should be paid attention to. And, you know, again, we sort of really gelled and meshed on this project. Um, so that's really going to be all that I say about that. Um, once again, we're probably not going to do any sponsor ads this week, uh, just because I've already rambled on enough. But uh, I just want to say one last time, congratulations to Alex and his lovely fiance, soon to be wife, Emily. Um, really, really excited for this weekend. Can't wait to be a part of this celebration. So let's get into the interview. Um, we're going to do one more interview with, uh, an artist. Uh, this one is a guy who is, his name is Jake Williams, but he goes by Mocha Jake. Um, M-O-K-A-J-A-K-E. You can find him on Twitter and on Instagram under that name. And Mocha Jake is a phenomenal phenomenal dude um also a 30 under well sorry he's not a 30 under 30 but a guy who should be a 30 under 30 for art and his work this is a guy who publishes a a drawing every single day and has done so for more than a year i think he's going on 
three years soon. I, I don't know when the actual anniversary of like the you know that time frame is, but during the interview he was he was approaching two years, and we're getting close to the one year anniversary of that uh, that interview. So we're gonna hop in here with Jake Mocha Jake, um, and uh, we met through Twitter and social media because he listens to a podcast called Whatever We Call It, which is a show that Alex and I both enjoy. Uh, my cousin Jeb is on that show, and our good friend Terrence Wiggins is on that show. The two of them are phenomenal co-hosts, uh, very, very funny dudes, um, and it is just a show that I definitely strongly suggest if you're a big comedy fan. Um, if you want to laugh hysterically, definitely go listen to Whatever We Call It. Love that show to death. Um, but whatever we call it, uh, every Wednesday, uh, they put out a new episode. And so, uh, Jake will always make these drawings again every day, but every Wednesday, his drawing for the day is based off of some sort of joke from the, uh, podcast. And sometimes he's done animatics, um, and he's done one for, tw uh, for YouTube, which we'll have a small clip of in here in the interview. But he's also done little things on, like, Instagram and Twitter and taking these little moments and, you know, just sort of animated them a little bit. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, Jake is a very hardworking guy. Uh, he has a full-time job, but then also does all this art and, you know, again, continuously draws every single day, uh, perfects his craft, and has a lot of really great things to say about the art world and how he got involved in art and everything like that. So let's hop over to this interview with Mocha Jake. And sorry. So let's hop over to this interview with Mocha Jake. Today we are doing an interview uh, with the man, the myth, the legend, Jake Williams, um, who oh, also man. goes by Mocha Jake on Twitter and I think probably every other form of social media. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you so feels, much for joining us today. Feels like quite an intro. I don't know if I'm a legend. Uh, I would exactly. definitely say within our, uh, we're not a household, I don't know what to call us, but like within our rankings, I guess, you know, you definitely are. Because, um, uh, you know, you and uh, Alex and I all listen to um, a podcast that that's kind of how we met, basically. Um, and I'll actually get to that part a little bit later, but I want to kind of start off with some of the more, I guess, traditional questions. Um, how long have you been doing this for? Um, for as long as I can remember, to be honest. Uh, not like super prolifically until maybe a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been like doodling uh, for pretty much ever. Awesome. And so did you... Uh, you know, take like an art class in school or did you go to school for it? Or is this all 100% self-taught? Uh, I wish I was 100% self-taught, but no, I did go to school. Um, it was a fun time, actually. Where did you go to school for it? Um, I went to Edinburgh University uh, up in Edinburgh, PA. Oh, it's cool, a pretty cool. nice place uh, once you get used to all of the snow because it's in the snow belt. Right, um, right. The exact opposite problem that I have here in New Orleans. Yeah. It's uh, it's fun, though. Um, I really liked going to school up there. Uh, 
I know it's not like for everybody, um, but it was really, really uh, cool the way that they, uh, they're really big on like um, making sure that you're like really well-rounded. Uh, so I learned a little about a lot of stuff, That's uh, cool. which is nice for someone like me who's indecisive. <laughs> so I get to try out a whole lot of stuff before I pick what I want to do. So then what was cool. your, what was your major there? I was a graphic design major, um, but like towards the end, I really wish I had been an animation major because I took a few classes and it was like really fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's kind of what I've done last minute here for myself too, which is like adding on different uh, things. Like as you kind of discover stuff, I think that's one of the cool things about colleges and colleges that kind of encourage kind of exploration. Um, so then, uh, the program that I'm looking at you using right now, is this what you, you know, use on a day-to-day basis? Uh, yeah, it's what I've been using a lot lately. Um, it's called Procreate. Uh, it's for iPad. Cool. Uh, I actually just found out the other day that, um, that movie It that just came out, the guy who did the storyboards mm-hmm. for it used, uh, this program. That's cool. Just surprising because, uh, I haven't really heard too much about it before I started using it, which I guess is the way most things are. Right. So what, um, like no pun intended on this, I, I realized this as I wrote the question, but what to you is the draw to this program? Like, you know, there's definitely, I mean, obviously I'm not an, uh, an artist, but like I've seen many people use different programs, um, you know, so, and I know that I think everyone's heard of Photoshop, or illustrator and stuff. So what's the thing that draws you to this one? Um, I actually, uh, I used to use Photoshop actually a whole lot. Um, but, uh, the tablet I had was, uh, an Intuos 4. So it didn't have like a, the screen to it. And I found myself getting really frustrated, um, trying to, uh, basically like retrain your, your uh, hand-eye coordination because you have to like look at the screen, uh, look at the screen in front of you while drawing on something that's right, like, right. below you. Um, oh man! So I really wanted to learn how to do something with a different kind of tablet, but I didn't want to get another Wacom because they're crazy, crazy expensive, and I was really, really yeah, impatient and didn't want to wait that long. <laughs> uh, so I got an iPad, and Procreate, as far as I'm aware, is the best option on iPad, but I could be wrong. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about what's what's all out there. So do you, like, anytime that there's something new, um, do you kind of try and dabble in it to compare things? Uh, yeah. Um, it's always pretty cool to learn how to do new stuff. Um, before I started uh, using um, Procreate, I had done a lot of uh, hand-drawn stuff, um, or traditional, I guess I should say. Um, so like watercolor stuff, um, pen and ink stuff, uh, a bunch of different like mediums, you know, just to sort of, uh, try some new things. Cause it's always fun to learn new stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I totally agree with you on, on that. So for, for when you're creating, you know, what is your process? Um, well the style thing, uh, tends to just sort of happen on its own. Um, I see a lot of like people, especially when they're just starting out, they're like, how do I develop a style or whatever? Um, but that's just sort of like 
a byproduct of how you tend to work. I mean, you can sort of try to replicate other people's stuff if you are really determined to do so, but um, just sort of finding your own style just kind of happens naturally, I've found. Um, but uh, I just kind of always sort of start with the same sort of building blocks um, mm -hmm. just because it's easiest for me to sort of uh, make the decisions that you have to make when you're putting something together. Um, it's kind of like a puzzle. Um, one of the ways that I work uh, is I will um, probably hear in a minute if you're watching the uh, thing I'm drawing. But um, I do a thing like uh, called line sculpting where you just sort of, it's kind, it feels kind of like um, sculpting like uh, clay where you're sort of taking away the parts that you know are not what you're looking for and you're sort of adding to it until you kind of like find the line that you want. Um, so I don't know if that really no, that <laughs> was a super sense. good way to answer your question. No, that, but That makes perfect sense, at least to me. And that was, that was cool. Like I hadn't really thought of it in that sense. Um, so that was a interesting uh, like spin, I guess you could say on it. Um, so then something that I have noticed or something that I had rather noticed back when I first started, you know, seeing you on, you know, the social media, um, uh, platforms, I think probably Twitter was the first place, but I saw that you do like a drawing a day. Yeah. Um, that, that actually started from, uh, the game grumps. Um, they did a thing in one of their episodes about, uh, uh, what did, I think it was Dan maybe called it like don't break the chain or something like that. Um, and it's basically like you just do a thing every day. Um, and the idea is every day that you continue to do the thing, it's like you add a link to a chain. Hmm. And as it goes on, you're more and more incentivized to sort of uh, to not break it by continuing to do that thing. And uh, I, for a long time had always like, I always tend to like get into a slump of like, man, I should draw. I haven't drawn in a while. And then eventually I just kind of decided, well, I'm just going to do this thing and it'll force me to draw. Um, so that way I will continue to practice and I won't feel bad for not having done stuff in a while. Cause I'll have done it like every day. Um, uh, and That's cool. so I've been doing that for uh, a long time now, <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, because I've noticed that be... you've, you've passed a full year, I think, at this point, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years now, I think, okay. actually. Um, it'll be a thousand days in oh, like wow. a month or something I don't like know, that. I don't know why I thought it was like 600. So yeah, man, I I guess I have not been reading numbers properly. Um, So... Okay, so you already, within that answer, answered my next question, which was what inspired you to do it. So then what would you say are some of the difficulties that you've run into with this? I guess at this point, it's almost more of a habit. So maybe now there aren't as many issues, but I guess maybe more of when you were starting, like, did you have, you know, motivation or like inspiration? You know, kind of what are some of the pitfalls, I guess, of, of, of make taking on a challenge like that? 
well, the biggest thing I've run into doing this has just been like finding stuff to draw. Uh, it's really difficult, it turns out, to draw something new every day when you don't want to like keep drawing the same thing over and over. Um, so I have turned to the internet, uh, as I tend to do with stuff like this, and I go to uh, Reddit. Um, there's a subreddit called uh, Reddit Gets Drawn where people post pictures like all the time. And they're cool. like, hey, how about you draw my friend or whatever for some right. reason. Right. Um, so that's always fun practice. And then there's a bunch of other like places with uh, photography or gesture drawings and tools of that nature online that you can go and check out and do cool stuff with. So that's always a fun thing to do when you have no ideas like I often do. Right. Yeah, that's uh, something that I've always kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, run, in, run into an issue with when trying to get into some sort of ritual of creating, you know, having a resource that you can just go out to a place and there's infinite things that people can give you to say, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, draw this, draw that, you know, and, you know, you have somebody to kind of heat, keep, ooh, keep it moving along. There you go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. I dig it a lot. Plus it's, uh, always nice to sort of, you tend to meet people that way too, uh, like right. who are into doing the same thing you're into doing. Uh, which is pretty cool. Something that we talked about kind of near the beginning um, of, you know, kind of like how we met, which I think is a very good segue of, you know, from what you just said, um, is, you know, we both listen to a podcast called uh, Whatever We Call It, which is uh, hosted by Terrence Wiggins and my cousin, Jeb Black. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, for uh, many different things, but also especially for this, this is kind of how I found out, you know, about you and stuff. Um, <clears throat> you draw fan art. Um, but, uh, you know, taking something from within this podcast and, you know, creating it. Um, and when you do something like that, do you find it easier to get the inspiration in kind of like listening to it and seeing something and saying, that's, I want to show my interpretation of it? Or is it easier when it's like, you know, the Reddit thing where someone already has a picture and you're kind of drawing something based off of an already, you know, physically like tangible thing. Um, it has pros and cons. Uh, it's definitely easier to start when you have some sort of reference to go by. Um, but it can also be a little bit more difficult for me at least. Cause I'm always really stressing about, uh, trying to get it to look accurate or whatever. Because um, mm. if it's not, like, perfectly accurate, then I feel bad. <laughs> um, but with, like, fan art and stuff like that for podcasts, it's always pretty fun, too, because uh, it's usually from something that you come up with, like, on your own. So right. no one can really tell you, oh, you did that wrong or whatever. Uh, so you can have a lot more fun with uh, your interpretation of it, which is... Uh, one of the appealing parts of doing stuff that way. Based on that, though, right, for, you know, having something that, you know, is kind of like no one can tell you that it's wrong kind of thing. When you're listening to something such as whatever we call it, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of goofs in the in each episode. And I think some uh, episodes become a little bit more obvious as to what the 
main thing is because, you know, sometimes they get going on a topic for like 20, 30 minutes, like, you know, John Wayne for sugar eggs or Arthur P. Lizard Man. Um, but, you know, like when you listen to something like that, you know, how, what's your process on finding like the gem that you go, that's what I want to, you know, bring, bring to life. That's the moment. Uh, there isn't really a process for it. Uh, I wish I was more insightful, but it's really generally, uh, generally just like whatever makes me laugh the most, um, or whatever I think would be funny looking to draw in cases like that. Um, so like if I come up with something in my head as I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh man, that would be really funny to see, uh, right then I'll draw it if it's not like too crazy difficult for me to do and frustrating. Uh, cause in that case I tend to just give up, but, um, yeah, it's normally whatever like is funniest to me. I'll draw. Um, especially because, uh, if there's like dialogue involved, I tend to go back and re-listen to those parts over and over again. And if it's really funny, it'll make me laugh consistently for, the entirety of me re-listening to everything, uh, which is just another way to extend the fun of your favorite medium. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, like, I think like every single time there's an episode, you know, and the the picture, uh, you know, of of the episode goes up, you know, um, there have been so many texts between, you know, like Alex or Jeb or both, you know, being like, goddamn nailed it again you know um especially like for me like the arthur p the arthur p lizardman one is one of my favorite ones you've ever done um just like one. like it's funny the whole time but the slow sinking even like in in the the drawn form it like you know as opposed to like it, you know when you have something that is i guess you could say like a slow motion I feel like sometimes when it's not animated, you kind of lose that. But like, I felt like that was perfectly shown. And then when he just falls over, it was genius. Like I laughed. I still laugh about that one to this day. That and the, you're my baby one. (laughs) But like, and uh, I also, so you were talking earlier though, that you had done some uh, animation while you were at school. And you also did an animated short for the, for that same podcast for, you know, whatever we call it recently. Uh, she's gonna kill you. <laughs> she puts up with a lot of bullshit because, like, I think where most people do that once, we're talking like the song fades, <laughs> and you can see her body start to tense up as if to say, "Don't do it," <laughs> and then it'd be like, "Bing, bing, 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 bing," and I'd be like, "Grandpa, <laughs> is this what everyone twerked to when you were young?" Yes, the year was 2017, and the whole world was twerking. Was there a specific moment where you went, that's, that's, that should be one that should be animated, you know, when you heard that, you know, that moment? Uh, normally, when I do them, they almost always, in my head, are like as a cartoon, and I just kind of pick the funniest frame to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really have any super great animation software at the moment, uh, but I'm always looking for some. What do you use right now? Right now, I use, like, for the one that I did do, um, I used uh, just Photoshop. There's uh, some decent 
like rudimentary kind of stuff for Photoshop, mostly for like making GIFs and stuff or GIFs or however you prefer to say it. Uh, um, GIFs. I mean, you know, the first word is graphics. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't care what anyone you. else tells me. Someone who it's agrees graphics. with things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it it's okay for like lining up frames and mm-hmm. uh, setting up like your, your big motions and your keyframes and stuff. But I don't really have any sort of... Uh, like video editing stuff to sort of composite together uh, the shots when they're done. Um, so that's mainly the the big hassle for me uh, right now is just trying to find something that lets me do all that without being so expensive that I don't want to buy it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm a huge cheapskate. Um, it's, it's always fun to do like animation type stuff in my opinion. Um, it's, pretty like time consuming stuff but it's usually really rewarding um i enjoy it a lot and i wish i could do it more um but uh i tend to just be really lazy so that's kind of why i don't do it as much as i probably should um because i tend to just kind of get caught up with doing this sort of drawing a day thing and then i'm like uh, i don't want to spend that much time animating Right, going right. and drawing. So, I don't know. I guess it just comes down to me being super lazy, but it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, if I could, I would animate a whole lot more of the funny bits. I actually have like a whole list of stuff I want to animate from that podcast in particular, but uh, I'm just too lazy to do it right now. So, maybe I'll get around to it one day. You had said that, you know, you listen to podcasts going to work and stuff like that. But I've also seen that sometimes you draw things, um, you know, like that are people that you see in meetings and stuff like that. Um, oh, no, that's actually just all people from Reddit. Um, I Oh, so it's like pre- while you're in a meeting. You're yeah, like while I'm that. in a meeting, I will just go down the list of whoever is on Reddit gets drawn that day. And I will just draw every single person on the list until the meeting is over uh, because it tends to happen. The meetings tend to happen like in the mornings and mm-hmm. I'm usually really tired. And I'm one of those people where like if I'm not doing anything and I'm right. tired, then I'm just going to fall asleep. Oh, I hear um, you on that. Especially like I was always that kid in school who was like doodling constantly. So um, if I'm doing something like that, it'll help me stay awake so that I'm not being rude and falling asleep in front of all of the people I work with. Yeah, um, I I hear you there. I That's why I can't do any morning classes because like, I know that no matter what happens, I'm probably just going to fall asleep in that class and I, I feel terrible about that. If someone were to look at this video or at something that you do on Twitter and, you know, they go, oh, you know, I want to be able to do that when I grow up. Or, I don't know, maybe even if they're an adult and they just go, you know, I used to doodle all the time and I gave up on it. I should get back on that. You know, like, what would be kind of like advice that you would give to people who kind of want to do the same thing? Uh, just do it. <laughs> uh, it sounds really, like, uh, impersonal and, like, rude when you say it that way. But that's really the best way to go about it is to just do it. Um, cause like I was saying before, uh, I would always have that feeling of like, Oh man, I really want to do drawings and I haven't drawn in a while and right. stuff like that. Um, but like one day, like it's not going to get done until you decide to just pick up a pencil and just do it. Uh, 
So that's really the best advice I can give for something like that um, is just, you know, just do it. And a lot of the time people like uh, when I'm drawing in those meetings and stuff at work, mm. uh, I'll hear people like, oh, I wish I could do that or I can barely draw a stick figure and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but um, I found that it's it like it's much more intimidating than it like it seems more intimidating than it actually is. Um, I usually relate drawing to just like playing an instrument. Like uh -huh. when you're first starting, it's not going to be what you want it to be. And even now I'm still like not anywhere close to where I wish I were. Um, but it's just a matter of like practicing and staying dedicated and putting in the effort to improve and you'll get better with time. Hopefully, ideally, uh, I don't know if I have, I like to think that I have, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a matter of like, you know, putting in the work, doing the, doing the thing. Awesome. Um, do you take commissions at this point or, you know, are you like, you know, whether it's for drawing or for, um, doing some of like the graphic designing work, you know, like freelance kind of stuff, you know, do you do, uh, any of that sort of thing? Um, I do here and there, but uh, I feel like I honestly should do like portrait commissions or something just so that it gives me more things to draw rather than having to go to Reddit every day. Right. Um, and you get paid. That's always... Yeah, that too. It's always nice. But I'm yeah. always like really self-conscious about this sort of thing because um, like sometimes I'll do a thing and it's like, oh man, that was great. I loved that and the way it came out and then like no one seems to care but then it'll be like oh i'll just put this up just to say that i did it for the day and then like everyone's like this is the most amazing thing that you've ever done and i'm like well <laughs> no i don't really know what direction i'm going in so right um, yeah um and so you know um on a slightly changing gears um but kind of looking at you know, all that we're doing here, or sorry, not we, you're doing it. I'm not the one doing the work. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've also noticed recently you've started doing um, like time lapses, um, for lack of a better term, or like speed throughs more. I don't know what, what's the word that you would use for that? You know, like when you take like a drawing that you've done throughout the day and then you speed it up like super quick so that people kind of see the different things you've been making each day. Uh, yeah, that's just like a time lapse. That's uh, a product of using this app because um, it has like built in features where it records what you're doing like as you do it. That is pretty cool. It's always pretty neat to see stuff like that come together without having to wait for the 20 minutes or however long I spend doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Video stuff is pretty fun. Um, I have like light experience working with it. Um, but every time I've done stuff with it, it's always been a fun time. Uh, so getting moving pictures on the internet, uh, is a fun, fun time for me. Going back a step again towards animation. Um, you know, you said that that was something that you kind of explored while you were in college. Um, what was, you know, the type of courses that you were taking there that, you know, kind of, 
uh, spoke to you? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know what uh, the different types of courses there are for that kind of track. Uh, well, as a design major, most of the stuff I was doing was related to graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them were pretty fun. But the way that uh, Edinburgh is set up is that they always want you to take other like disciplines um so like when you when you're an art major there uh you basically have to like get accepted twice to the school it feels like uh for Mm. lack of a better explanation uh because once you start you're just like an art major um but then you have to in order to get into like your your uh specific genre i guess of art you have to like qualify and sometimes there aren't uh a whole lot of spots so you kind of have to go through what's essentially like an uh application process um only if there aren't a whole lot of spots though does that become like a problem uh so that was like one of the reasons i didn't switch to animation is because at that particular school animation is another thing like yeah it's really really competitive up there um and i did not have the self-confidence to be like oh yeah this is what i'll do um for fear that i would have made a horrible mistake (laughs) um but uh so before that point you have to do uh basically like the gen eds of art um so uh we had to do like um drawing and painting and uh like um sculpture that sort of thing that's cool um so we learn a little bit about a lot of things uh i guess because the idea is that like you never create anything in a vacuum so whenever you're making something it'll probably touch on at least one other discipline that you might not have expected so to sort of get you used to those different things they try to expose you to a bunch of different places that you might not have uh expected to go um which is fun because i would never have taken like a metal making class before but i mean i've blacksmithed technically (laughs) not very good but i've done it and it's fun and i would never have done that if like it wasn't a requirement it's super fun uh i only did it for like one semester so it was mostly Mm -hmm. just like little jewelry things but like i got to make a ring and that's cool that's awesome um like a uh like a brooch like a pin situation and that was pretty cool um so yeah, uh little stuff like that is always like really great to sort of get exposed uh exposed to. Um just because like you know, it's always nice to try new things. You never know what you're going to like until you get out there and do it. If someone's out there trying to figure out what uh like school to go for or school to go to for art whether it's illustration, animation, graphic design, um you know, do you have like, uh, I guess it's more of like, for instance, like for you, what was it about, you know, your school in particular that made it stand out against other schools, you know? So, so kind of, I guess what helps people find the right match? 
Um, for me, it was like, uh, well, one of my professors said it, uh, in my favorite way, which was, uh, at this school, you're going to get like the same level of education as you would at a super expensive school, but it's not as expensive. So people won't like care as much when you try to apply, you know what I mean? Like it will seem less, uh, less than a really big school, um, or like a really prestigious school, but you're like, you're learning the same things. So it, it really just depends on like, for me, at least it depended on like my budget and like where I was willing to go, like how far away from home and stuff. Um, so, um, it really just depends on like, uh, sort of having, I, I don't want to say like knowing exactly what you want to do. Cause even I still don't know that, but, um, just sort of having like a general idea of like what it is that you want to get out of school and then looking for a school that can sort of fill that, that, uh, requirement for you. Um, cause it's always going to be like, there's always going to be pros and cons to wherever you go. And then it's just a matter of like finding which things are the most important to you uh, and then getting a feel for like what it's like when you get there and what it's going to be like if you, like if you're going away to school, what it'll be like to live there and that sort of thing is always a decent factor. One of my professors said it perfect. Uh, I tend to fall back on this dude in particular. He was my drawing professor. Um, and he's like one of those teachers where it's like, oh man, you got so-and-so, he's the best. But then like when you're in his class, it's like, everyone lied to me, he's the worst. <laughs> um, but it's like one of those, you look back on it and it's like, oh, okay, I see what everyone was talking about now. Um, so like for our like big midterm for our drawing class, we had to do an 80-hour drawing and we were like, that's impossible. No one is ever going to spend 80 hours on a drawing ever in anyone's life. Um, and he was like, you guys laugh at me, but like when you start it and it's time to like turn it in, you're going to be like, wait, I need more time <laughs> on an 80-hour yeah. drawing. Um, so there's always like when you're when you're making something, uh, especially if you have like some sort of reference or whatever, there's always something that you can fix. Um, and another source of inspiration for me is uh, an artist by the name of Jake Parker. Um, and he has this adage called uh, finish not perfect, where huh. when you're trying to make something, it's more important that you are like done making the thing because you can spend forever attempting to make something and it'll never get done until you decide, okay, I'm going to finish this at this time. And after that, then it's done no matter what. Man, um, that, I definitely resonate with that. Well, sorry, what was the quote one more time? The, the finished, not what the finished, not, finish perfect? not perfect is what he says. I like that. He's super cool. Um, check him out on like Twitter and Instagram or whatever. Uh, he's the guy, if you've ever seen like people do those like inktober drawings and stuff, he's the guy mm -hmm. who like started doing that. Thanks for you know for joining us here uh, today, Jake. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I enjoy your art immensely, so this was a really fun like exercise to be a part of. Um, so you know, if people want to find you and your art, uh, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Mocha Jake M O K A J A K E on uh, Twitter and Instagram. 
I might have a Tumblr still somewhere, but that's usually my username for like most things. So if I'm somewhere, uh, look for that first and that's how you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. If people want to, you know, reach out for, you know, that commission work or, you know, whether it's graphic design or drawing or anything like that, is, is it the same place that they can go to reach you or is there like a, a business email for you? Nah, same thing. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter or whatever. Send me, slide into my DMs. <laughs> Send me something if you're interested. And I'll probably answer, maybe, probably. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, like I said, it's been a pleasure. Like, I, I love watching this. This was a lot of fun to, to, to watch while we were, while we were going. Um, well, uh, that's going to be it for us on this episode of Culture Shock. Uh, once again, I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Jake Williams. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this fantastic interview that we had here with Mocha Jake. Um, it really was an honor to to work with him on this interview, and uh, we would love to work more with him because, God, we just love everything it is that he does. Um, so I think that's a pretty good place to leave it at, though, since we've finished the interview. So please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, uh, such as Taste Testers, which is our new series that's kind of like Myth Take, uh, not in a Myth Take, sorry, Myth Busters. Uh, but for online recipes that you find, um, there's a lot of really great episodes. Uh, we are actually going to start publishing those on the Tuesdays that this show doesn't air. Initially, they were both the same day, but that also means that they're both the same day and also the same week as Myth Takes. It's it's just a lot of editing to do all, all at once. But there's already three really great episodes, and we have a fourth great one coming out next week. Um, so be sure to check that out. Or if you love, um, you know, podcasts and you're looking for more podcasts, please be sure to check out other great shows on the network like Historical Hotties, uh, one of our newest editions, Intentional Sounding. Whoops, I just kicked my mic. Um, or Myth Takes, which also airs this week. Um, you can find those video series on, on our YouTube channel, or you can find those podcasts wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Um, and if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Um, and if you want to find Alex, you can find him at French at Music, French A-T Music, right? Um, or you can find us both at Scavengers Net on Twitter or Scavengers Network on Instagram. And one last time, just in case you want to check out Mocha Jake, he is at Mocha, M-O-K-A Jake, J-A-K-E. Um, and our next episode is going to be on September the 11th. Um, and so with that being said, Alex will be married and back on that next episode. So thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Colin Parker, and uh, we'll see you on the fourth listings. <laughs>